are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As always, as you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they got started in the game. And, of course, we're there now. Now, this last bit that I just mentioned, you know, talk about legendary athletes, how they got started and where they are now. I just automatically thought of this one legendary fighter, MMA fighter, actually, who made a very interesting and surprising transition into the world of professional wrestling. And I know this is sort of early to, to start with, with uh, this type of rumors and um, updates on the world of MMA and combat sports overall. But I'm sorry, I just had to put this out there <laughs> because guys Cain Velasquez is a professional wrestler <laughs> okay I'm sorry but um yeah man so Cain Velasquez the former um heavyweight champion at the UFC he has made his um transition the ultimate trans transition into the world of professional wrestling and um he's going all out because uh, when I was seeing his um sort of press conference that he was doing in regards to this transition to the world of um professional wrestling he was going all out he had the whole lucha libre mask um and everything <laughs> which was um really interesting because when you think about Cain velasquez you think about uh one of the deadliest heavyweights of all time some people even regard Cain velasquez as one of the greatest mixed martial artists if not just the heavyweight of all time and here he is i mean best of luck to him um in this new chapter of his life but I don't know, man. When I was talking about uh, the the legendary athletes, where they came from and where they are now, I just automatically thought of Cain Velasquez. So sorry for the big rants, but here we are. Yeah. Okay. So episode 112. Here we go. Yes, we have come a long way. As always, thank you to you guys, Secure Nation. Thank you for your love and support. And uh, we hope that we're delivering some uh, juicy content to you guys every week. Because this is what keeps us going pretty much, you know, just coming into the studio, doing our thing and getting the, the feedback that we get from you guys. It is phenomenal. So thank you for everything once again. So this week, man, we have some breakdowns to talk about. Um, so many things are actually happening in the world of combat sports. And I just briefly talked about one of them in, ter in terms of um, Kevin Velasquez and all the stuff that is going on with them. So that was one. But that is not the only one that we're going to be talking about today. I have two other, um, uh, actually more, more than two, two plus um, um, updates to talk about some of the things that are happening in the world of combat sports in general. Some of the things that are particularly happening in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, we're going to be talking about those today, especially some of them are really hot. They came out um, a day ago, some of these um, updates and news um, headlines. So we're going to be talking about them briefly um, as much as we can today because I really, of course, the, the main core of this show, I would say, is the breakdowns that we do every week on the show. So um, depending on the time, the amount of time that we're going to be left with, we're going to be discussing those juicy, juicy rumors and updates in the world of combat sports okay so that is pretty much what we have lined up for today and in terms of breakdown well we have a great breakdown coming coming up for you guys today so we have of course i'm so proud of the ufc because they're having an event having a 
brand new um, UFC Fight Nights every weekend. So last weekend, of course, we had the great fight between Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Anthony Showtime Pettis. And um, I know I'm just, you know, running a, a bit ahead of myself, but uh, I really want to talk about that fight as well. Man, there's so many things to talk about today. I'm so excited. But um, just uh, talking about how successful the UFC is with their fight night. So last weekend, they had a brand new fight night. And this weekend, they have another fight night in Philadelphia. And this time, it's going to be headlined by a fight, man, between Edson Barboza, one of the best strikers in the lightweight division right now. And he's going to be fighting off against the World Series of Fighting former champion, Justin Gaethje who just came into the UFC and these two guys are going to be fighting each other on Saturday night. And of course, we're going to be breaking it down. And not only that, I'm just looking over the undercard of this um, Gaethje and Barboza um, uh, card and it is stacked. So we have Michael Johnson fighting off against Josh Emmett. So these guys are all super talented fighters. Uh, if If you can, I would definitely recommend that you catch up with at least most of the fights that are happening on this particular fight card because they're really um, stacked with talented fighters. Although they're not, they might not be necessarily big name fighters or top ranked fighters, but still, I guarantee you, you will see some great fights on this card. And another fight that I'm just looking over right now is a great fight. Shout out to my um, uh, lady um, uh, MMA fighters. So Michelle Watterson, she's going to be fighting off against Carolina Kowalkiewicz in the strawweight division and the women's strawweight division, of course. And uh, I'm a huge fan of both of these ladies. So once again, depending on how much time we're going to have for this episode, we will get into these breakdowns. But before we get into the breakdowns, uh, as you could tell from the beginning of the show, I'm really excited about some of the things that are um, currently happening in the world of combat sports. So I just want to briefly, okay, I'm just going to briefly talk about those headlines. Okay, so now without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so now. So you might have heard, um, even if you casually follow what's going on in the world of MMA right now, you might have heard that Conor McGregor, yes, the notorious Conor McGregor, he is facing a lot of legal cases at the moment. And so many charges actually as of recently. Well, of course, we're familiar with the fact that, um, um, you know, when he when he threw bottles towards um, his um, former opponent, Nick Diaz and all that. And not only that, but you guys probably uh, recall the, the great incident between um, Conor McGregor and the team of Khabib Nurmagomedov's uh, when the two had an... Um, altercation of some sort and um, Conor McGregor threw a a cart of some sort towards uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov's bus and um, so many things went down it was horrible and another thing also happened with Conor McGregor so of course he was charged for all those things and um, he was fine so he paid his fine and another thing happened just about a week ago I think so Conor McGregor apparently he was just walking out of his um, house and um, a paparazzi I'm not sure if it was a paparazzi member of the paparazzi or a fan like a really passionate fan they were allegedly filming Conor McGregor but Conor McGregor was not in a great mood so he just took the phone of that person and smashed it on the ground and so of course when you're that person, you do the right thing, which is suing Conor McGregor for breaking your phone because that's just a very aggressive 
behavior that's not supposed to happen so that's what happened and i think that case is actually in progress but not only that allegedly in ireland so there was an event that conor mcgregor was attending in ireland um and this uh, lady she is uh, claiming that conor mcgregor um uh, was um, involved with some sort of a sexual misconduct um event with this um lady so things are really messy right now for conor mcgregor and not only that so as you can imagine conor mcgregor is not the type of guy to look sort of um frustrated or just um uh, crushed by all the horrible things that are happening around him about him you know so what he's doing right now is that he's on twitter and he's tweeting out that he is actually retiring from mixed martial arts now listen man if you are a um purist i would say like a purist fan mma fan probably uh, familiar with the type of person that conor mcgregor is because conor mcgregor is a very abrupt person in that he might be saying something in one moment and the next minute he will actually contradict it with something else so although a lot of people are freaking out that conor mcgregor is actually retiring from mma listen to me even even if he is it is because this is a strategy so he knows what's going on around him in terms of all the legal cases that he's going through he's probably predicting that because of some of the uh, legal stuff that he's going through he might not be necessarily um, able to fight in the near future or that even if he does want to fight the the athletic commissions will not issue him any um temporary fighting license because that's actually what you have to do when you're a professional fighter, you have to renew your um, fighting license every now and then. And you have to go to the the relevant um, athletic commissions. Well, uh, most commonly in the case of mixed martial arts and UFC fighters, they have to go to the Nevada State Athletic Commission and they would have to, so they have a whole committee and um, they will decide if you are actually um, um, uh, in, a, in a good uh, case, in, in good terms with them, first of all, and whether or not you are um, um, able to actually obtain a, a fight license if you're healthy and if you are um, doing well, like in, in terms of... Um, you know, legal, legal things and all that. So Conor McGregor, of course, he's not doing too well in regards to that. So maybe this is... Um, actual strategy that he wants to say that he's retired so that he doesn't have to deal with obtaining a brand new license from all of those athletic commissions because he doesn't want to go through extra problems with them so he's just saying that he is retired for the moment and the next thing you know after everything else is cleared he might be he might be just coming out on twitter again on social media just abruptly saying that oh just kidding psych like uh i'm out of retirement right now and just give me a fight give me another floyd mayweather fight or whatever it is we all know how the game works we have seen this happen multiple times did we not see the same case happen with floyd money mayweather because he said that he was retired like 10 times yet he came out of retirement all those 10 times before the Conor McGregor, after he fought Andre Berto, he said that that was his last fight ever and that he was going to be retired forever. But the next thing you know, 
the fight between him and Conor McGregor comes up. He accepts the fight. He is not in retirement anymore. After the Conor McGregor fight, he's retired again. But then, uh, like, a year after, he's saying that, oh, he wants to fight um, the Japanese uh, kickboxer Tenshin Nasukawa in Ryzen in Japan. Well, he's not retired anymore, but then he's back in retirement right now. So this is like an on and off trend going on with uh, some of the well-known fighters that we know at the moment. And I would say we shouldn't really take it seriously because like I said, there is no rule that, oh, if you retire, should retire, you should stay retired forever. They're just saying this because they don't want to um, uh, at least get any offers uh, in terms of fights uh, from their promoters, from their companies, so that they can just deal with whatever they have in front of them at the moment and then get to all the business stuff later. So that is what I think about this issue in terms of Conor McGregor and all the legal cases that he's going through. Well, you guys know that I'm not necessarily the hugest fan of Conor McGregor's, but um, in this case, I mean, he's a fighter after all. I will always root for the fighter because if he wants to advocate for the sport, for the sport of MMA, I will do um, um, anything to support that person. So if uh, that is the case with him, then I will support him. But if not, if he is trying to trash the sport or you know, make a bad name of himself and the sport, then I'm not uh, about that, okay? So that's how I think about this issue. Now, enough of Conor McGregor, let's move on, okay? Thank you. Yes, so um, the next thing I want to talk about, so a few fights were actually announced over the past two days that I really want to talk about. So John Jones, ladies and gentlemen, as we all know, is pretty active, okay? So in the past, I would say th uh, four months, Actually, I'm not sure if I'm uh, if my timing is right, but towards the end of 2018, and you guys probably remember the past, um, the excuse me, two the most uh, second recent pay per view event for the UFC, I believe it was. John Jones was actually headlining against Anthony Smith, and the one before that he won, so he was on a roll. And man, there's so many things happening with him and he's trying to stay active so that he doesn't really get flagged by the United States Anti-Doping Agency. He wants to keep everybody busy so that people don't, you know, mess with him. Because we all saw what happened with him, his suspensions, um, his positive testings for some banned substances. And allegedly, according to USADA, the United States Anti-Doping Agency, there are still metabolites of uh, a certain substance that is actually banned, but they're saying that the release of this metabolite in John Jones's body is pulsatile, meaning that, oh, he might have taken this substance unknowingly, unwillingly, um, like two years ago, but the metabolites, they're, they're um, deposited in his adipose tissue or his fat tissue, and they're just a pulsatile, they're being released in a pulsatile manner. That is why the, the amount of the metabolite that is being detected in John Jones's samples are increasing little by little because, um, you know, they're just getting released uh, in a pulsatile way. And as a scientist, as a, a person who's in their third year of the undergrad studies in Bachelor of Science, man, that is the ultimate BS that uh, somebody can actually tell you about um, science and um, uh, 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 like chemical decay in the body because that is not how it works. Now, I'm not going to get into that because that is a I can talk about that for a whole episode if you want me to. But listen to me. 
there is evidence if you if you do the math yourself there is evidence that john jones if he did say that he only unwillingly took the banned substance a few years ago and there's still pulsatile release of his metabolites you will see if you do the actual math for yourself that it's not supposed to be at this level okay so i will recommend that you guys go out there and um sort of educate yourself on the topic on like um, um, um uh, substance decay um half-life things like that in terms of uh, pharmacological agents and some of the things that you take and this doesn't only occur with like um the the drugs that you take or um f in terms of pharmacology it also happens with like anything in in nature it can happen with elements radioactive isotopes anything so i will recommend all of you guys to go out there read on a topic and just just decide on yourself do not let anybody else like usada like uh the ufc as a whole company or even john jones himself tell you what you need to believe in go out there educate yourself read on the topic then just just try to decide whether or not john jones is telling the truth or not but enough of that i actually want to talk about what is happening right now with john jones so all all those things aside john jones i i applaud him because he's trying to stay active and um He's trying to uh, make a name of himself once again after all the suspensions. So right now, it has been announced that John Jones is going to be facing off against Tiago Santos next. Now, Tiago Santos is a very interesting fighter because um, he used to fight at middleweight, which is 185 pounds, but then he moved up uh, up a weight division. So now he's fighting at obviously at light heavyweight, which is 205 pounds. And uh, uh, the last time that he fought, he had a phenomenal performance. He's the type of guy that would go out there, be very explosive, and um, uh, ultimately finish a guy um, in the first few minutes of the fight. So that's how dangerous of a fighter, and I would say ready for a title shot uh, of a fighter, this guy, Tiago Santos, is. And so um, it would be really interesting to see how John Jones is actually going to um, adapt to the way and to the to, uh, to the strategies that Tiago Santos is going to be bringing um, into this fight. Is he going to be fighting off against him as he did in um, his past fight against Anthony Smith and the, the second last fight that he had um, in 2018 against John Jones is going to be like that? Or is he going to completely change his strategy? Because Tiago Santos, I would say, comparing to the past two opponents that John Jones has had, comparing to Alexander Gustafson and comparing to Anthony Smith, he's more of a um, explosive and fast-acting uh, fighter. So I would say out of... Uh, I, so if you compare all these three opponents, so Gus, Gustafson... Um, um, Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos. I would say Tiago Santos is going to present the most challenges out of all of these three opponents to John Jones. So I'm really curious to see how things play out in this upcoming fight between John Jones and Tiago Santos. And also another fight that was announced, which I believe is going to be the co-main event of um, uh, the, the fight card that the John Jones and Tiago Santos fight is going to be happening in was a great fight announcement which i'm really really excited about it is going to be a fight between the current bantamweight and current featherweight champion 
of the world, Amanda Nunes, the lioness, the one and only Amanda Nunes, and she's going to be fighting off against Holly Holm. Now, this fight is actually something that I was thinking about when um, Amanda Nunes was um, fighting off against one of her opponents the last time, and I can't remember what it was, but I was actually, oh, yes, of course, it was the Chris Cyborg fight, because Amanda Nunes, when you think about it, she has fought some of the best uh, female fighters in the UFC roster right now, and she's been super successful. Um, obviously, she I, I cannot remember a time that she's actually been defeated. Um, maybe the last time that she was defeated was in probably like 2015 or something, which is quite a while back. So as you can imagine, Amanda Nunes, she is constantly improving his, herself and just doing great things in fight camp. And then when actually coming into the octagon, she's delivering, man. And that is because, uh, 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 that is actually why we would regard her as one of the greatest female mixed martial, martial artists of all time. Because even in her last fight, she, she fought Chris Cyborg, who many thought was just completely invincible as a female fighter at the featherweight division. But the next thing you know, she goes out and knocks out Chris Cyborg. So shout out to Amanda Nunes. Now, the only fighter that Amanda Nunes has not fought before is the one and only Holly Holm. Now, Holly Holm is a very interesting character because she was the one that when all of us were thinking that, oh, back in the day when Ronda Rousey was dominating over the women's bantamweight division and um, over, over um, I would say, the entire uh, field of women's MMA, Holly Holm came out and she completely mauled over Ronda Rousey and nobody was expecting it. She was the complete underdog in that fight. Like I said, it was totally unexpected, but yet she did it. So now in this fight, the ultimate question is, is she going to do the same thing against Amanda Nunes? Because Amanda Nunes, um, like I said, she's been at the top of her game for such a long time, for years actually. So is she going to um, um, handle things over um, uh, this Holly Holm case the same way that she did against that Chris Cyborg fight? Well, if if that is the case, well, she can probably defeat Holly Holm. But if not, if she's just going to come into the fight uh, trying to do the usual thing that she usually does, like her usual game plan, if she tries to carry out her usual game plan, then we're not really sure if she's going to be successful in this fight against Holly Holm. Because Holly Holm, she's the type of person that will go back study videotapes of her opponents and complete like come out and completely maul over her opponents so i would say both ladies in this case need to be need to be really cautious of what the other person um is uh, is potentially bringing into the fights but overall i'm just really excited because i'm a huge fan of both of these ladies well holly home works super hard she's such a hard worker and um, as a fun fact, she actually trains at the same gym that John Jones trains at in um, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, yeah, you have two teammates fighting at the co-main and the main event of that evening. But Amanda Nunes, too, I really, really like because because of all the uh, things that she does in her fights. And she, too, she's the type of person that will go into the fights as the underdog. She she would not really be believed in, yet she would come out and um, the, the most evident case was the Chris Cyborg fight because she came out and she completely did the um, impossible 
And that's what she did. And she became the two division world champion. So in this case, I'm just really excited to see how things are going to play out between her and Holly Holm. So that is in terms of that, man, I talked a lot about all those issues. Oh man, it's all because of Conor McGregor, man, whatever. Okay. Anyhow, so I'm just going to quickly break down the fights that is coming up on Saturday nights between Edson Barboza and Justin Gaethje. So like I mentioned before, this fight is going to be at lightweight bouts. So this is going to be really interesting because we have Edson Barboza, who's uh, arguably one of the greatest um, strikers and kickers actually of the UFC overall, I would say. Because Edson Barboza, if you go back and watch some of his highlights, he is the type of guy that would do a sp- uh, like a um, spin round kick. And um, he would completely put his opponent in a whole nother dimension. That's how good of a kicker and a striker he is. So if he utilizes that in this fight against Justin Gaethje, then he will potentially be successful now. The thing about Justin Gaethje is that Justin Gaethje is a brawler. So no matter how hard you come out, he will take all the blows in the world, okay, to the head and he will still not fall down because he's just um, so perseverant and although he might be absorbing a lot of shots, um, he would never give up unless he's actually knocked out cold. So um, in this case, um, it, w- it would be sensible if um, Edson Barboza comes out and tries to finish Justin Gaethje if possible. But if not, then uh, because of the fact that Justin Gaethje is such a persevering fighter, and so he will hang in there. And so because of that, he might be able to um, potentially win this fight through decision because we've seen cases where at some Barboza, he hasn't really been able to deliver when the fight has been um, going the full distance. But Justin Gaethje, on the other hand, no, he was the type of guy to um, to show a lot of endurance and um, a lot of, like I said, perseverance in his fights. So this fight is going to be really interesting and entertaining. Now, um, I, I don't want to say bloodbath because that's kind of violent and gruesome, but uh, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it's going to be really entertaining, and um, there's never been a fight that has been boring with um, Edson Barboza or even with um, Justin Gaethje. And like I said, on the undercard of this fight, um, this UFC fight night in Philadelphia, there's so many great fights that you guys can actually catch up with. Like I said, Michelle Watterson and Carolina Kowalkiewicz. And then we have Michael Johnson also fighting on this card. So it's going to be really, really interesting. I know I'm, I'm going to be watching it for sure because I just really want to catch a steady break from all the stuff that I'm doing right now. It's the end of the semester. Just on a side note shout out to all my fellow griffins out there all ufg students out there i know the struggle we got this this is the last week of classes but you guys make sure you catch up with this ufc fight card uh, fight card wow um that was a really weird accent but <laughs> but it's going to be really interesting it's barboza he's going to have a very phenomenal performance i'm pretty sure and so is justin gaethje so make sure you catch up with that. Um, uh, I think because ESPN cards, ever since um, UFC signed with ESPN, they've been happening a lot earlier, not like at 10 p.m. Eastern time. So here on the website, it's saying that it will start at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So um, yeah, you guys can just switch over to ESPN at that time, see what fight is actually playing at that time. 
But yeah, man. Oh, man. I'm just looking at the clock right now. I talked a lot, as always. But unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Now, just a brief announcement for not next week, but the week after, I believe, um, because there, it's going to be UFC 236, which is going to be headlined between J uh, Dustin Poirier and Max Holloway. So that fight is going to be really interesting. We're going to be exclusively focusing on that entire pay-per-view fight card. And uh, I think there are some uh, boxing fight cards happening on that same weekend. So uh, we'll see how much time we're going to have. And um, depending on how much we talk about each of those um, events, we might be breaking down um, our, our breakdowns into two separate episodes so two separate weeks but i'll keep you guys updated so that is all i want to say like i said that is all the time we're gonna have for this week unfortunately you guys already know make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with our previous episodes and you already know you can also go to soundcloud and itunes to catch up with our previous episodes as well and until next week it's your girl Jana right here and this is tko peace out